there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Chait. In today's show, you've probably seen graffiti painted on walls and buildings around Hong Kong and other major cities. You've probably seen street performers performing either for free or in the hope of raising a little cash. Last month, Hong Kong had a small festival by its own street artists. We were there to take a look. We also have a contribution from locally based musicians in our studio as indie band Kestrels and Kites come in to give us a preview of their upcoming release. And we'll be stepping out of the city from the streets to the fields as we look at the vibrant flower paintings of Croatian-born artist Anna Sarev. First though, we can all look at art in museums and galleries or even on shows like the works. But for most of us, most of the time, the idea of owning a piece of art is just a dream. Well, there's a new movement at work to make art a bit more affordable. I wanted to democratize art, to make it fun, to um, make people who've been scared about art, scared that they didn't, they didn't know enough about art, or scared that they thought you had to have be a millionaire to buy art, make them feel comfortable, that it's easy to buy art. Last month, with 84 participating local and international galleries, the Affordable Art Fair came to Hong Kong for the first time. Will Ramsey founded the fair in London in 1999. Since then, they've been held in Europe, the United States and Australia. The idea is to help more people own art. There's a limited price range for participating galleries. In Hong Kong, pieces could be between $1,000 and $100,000. Only the works of living artists are presented. I would say 95% of those artists are not well known. Um, that is not to say they're any less good, but they just haven't had the lucky break to make them well known. Saifu was an artist that I, I met and I first discovered in an art show in Indonesia about three, four years ago. People are they're fascinated by the technique of uh, pixelation of the small people that go together to make um, an iconic figure. And the first one that we acquired was Michael Jackson. And it was quite funny because people were breaking away from his face. But I think it's when people see a piece of art that is not just paint on canvas and there's something that's really creative there. And, you know, you get people and they walk up to the canvas and they have a look and um, so that's why we represent him. Siaiful Rachman already has a strong reputation at home in Indonesia. Chris Churcher brought his works to Hong Kong from his gallery in Singapore. Rachman's work has appeared in two Singapore affordable art fairs before coming to the Hong Kong one. Chris Churcher believes that good art doesn't necessarily have to be internationally renowned or expensive. For him, one indicator of the value of a piece is that you love it, no matter who the artist is or what it may fetch at auction. But not all participating galleries take the same approach of introducing new artists. James Booth Clibborn from Britain thinks that representing up-and-coming talents is a bit risky. His preferred approach is to present the works of name-brand artists in the affordable art fair, but less expensive ones, such as limited-edition prints. I've known Mark Quinn for 20-odd years, and uh, I'm a huge fan of his work, and I have collected his work uh, for many years. And uh, I've published a number of uh, editions with him recently, and I think they're just graphically very interesting. He deals 
he has a, he, all, everything he produces is all about life and death. It's all about um, um, whether it's uh, flowers which are in the stillness of time, just about to die, or an eyeball which is the inner self. It's impossible to predict the future. I always believe in what some people call branded artists, which is what we carry. But more importantly, it's buying a piece that you love. If it goes up in price, marvelous, and you have something you love. If it doesn't go up in price, at least you're, you're enjoying something that you utterly adore and you don't feel bad about it. Saskia brought prints by Yayoi Kusama, Takashi Murakami, and Damien Hirst to the art fair. She also focuses on prints by known names at more down-to-earth prices. With 16,500 participants, the Hong Kong Affordable Art Fair did turn out to be one of the most popular of the series so far. For those who missed the fair, there are galleries and dealerships that deal only in affordable art all year round. Carvin Lee's gallery is one of them. Like这个四川美术学院的李刚,专门是画中国和人物画 most of the paintings in Carvin's gallery are priced below $100,000. He likes to specialize in original paintings rather than prints, mostly ink paintings by mainland artists. Calvin likes to look for artists to represent in well-known mainland Chinese art schools, as well as students of renowned Chinese painters such as Ling Feng Mian and Zhang Dai Chen. He believes that even if they're young and relatively unknown now, there's a good chance they will be recognized internationally in the future. But like some of the participants in the art fair, Calvin also stresses that the monetary value of an art piece isn't the most important factor. The crucial thing is that you like and enjoy it. Anna Zarev was born in Croatia in 1937. She is a self-taught artist who has spent much of her life in New Zealand and Australia. In recent years, she's been based in both Monaco and Thailand. Her colorful paintings in a thick impasto style have made her world famous. She's even produced a series of flower sculptures around the world in cities like Shenzhen, Rome and London. Until the 20th of April, you can see an exhibition of her latest paintings at the Hong Kong Art Center. Anna Zarev had a tough childhood, growing up in Croatia during Second World War. Despite having to survive the privations of war, she picked up knitting and became an expert. In 1956, a decade after the war, she married a New Zealander. For a while, she concentrated on designing exclusive fabrics, ceramics and jewelry. Most artists aren't using as much texture or as vivid of color as she is. And that really comes, in my opinion, a lot from her background in working in textile design. 
developing fabrics, trading fabrics all over the world. Really, it's, it's interesting because that background informs her work in two ways. Stylistically, it's informing the work in terms of the color theory and the tactile quality. And in terms of contextually informing the work, that background in textile design is what took Anna Zarov all over the world and allowed her to experience so many cultures, which is just as crucial to her painting, uh, bringing that subject matter of a universal experience uh, just as much as it is with the vibrancy of color. Anna's work on show and exposed are paintings in acrylic, composed of bright colors and thick impasto swatches. Justin feels the fact that the painter has strong texture as well as color helps to build a strong connection with viewers. If you look at some of these pieces from an angle, uh, from a, a profile view, you'll see that in some instances the oil paint will actually jettison off the canvas as much as about an inch. One could talk about the element of chance there. Because she's doing a direct application of pigment in her style where she'll take the tube and make a mark using the uh, nothing but the pure oil itself, so it's, it's not mixed. Most artists will, will be mixing their colors, but any of the mixing that's happening on the painting happens on the canvas itself. So that is what helps to achieve these vivid colors. Now when she does that, uh, one could imagine the oil is coming out of the tube and then it falls a certain way, right? So does the, was the artist intending for the tip of the stroke to point upward or downward? Well, we don't know. Now in her 70s and living alternately in Monaco and Thailand, Anna Sarab has a passion for painting and sculpting the flowers she has encountered in different stages of her life. Anna Zarev as an artist has lived all over the world and experienced many different cultures uh, from that of all over Asia, South America, Africa, the Middle East. She's always taken a real interest in how flowers across any culture any land always mean love and respect as a gesture, as a symbol. Her artwork is very much about communicating with all peoples uh, visually about beauty and form and color and that's essentially what Exposed is focused on. After the show in Hong Kong at the Art Center's Bao Galleries, the Exposed collection will be exhibited at this year's Venice Biennale. We'll be back after the break. See you then. Welcome back. Graffiti and street art range from the most basic scribbles on a wall, where people just write their own names, to more complex works that can even end up in art galleries. The works of English street artists like Banksy now find their way into international art fairs and auctions. But at its most basic, whether we like them or not, Visual street art and performance street art are still out there to be enjoyed, representing another perspective on our culture. Everybody get up, get up! Here we go, get up, get up! To some, graffiti and other street go, arts are a democratic expression of creativity, a voice for the otherwise voiceless. To others, they're an eyesore, or in terms of performance arts, maybe little more than begging. 
street arts can take the form of music, mime, painting, graffiti or improvisation. They're seen as a youthful counterculture activity and commercial enterprises marketing to the young are often happy to be identified with them. In March, one sneaker and skateboard apparel company hosted an event at Kuntong Ferry Pier, bringing together music, art and street culture to celebrate the launch of a new product line. Local street artists MC Yan, Prodip, Start From Zero, Graphic Airlines and Telephone Fung were among those invited to create a series of installations. Thank you. 
，會令到街頭藝術做呢啲嘢嘅空間越嚟越少咯。Kestrels and Kites are a local indie band made up of guitarist Luke Chow, previously a solo artist but also involved with the band Hungry Ghosts, vocalist and bassist Tiffany Lau, who was also in Hungry Ghosts, and Six Pack of Wolves, and drummer Freddie Gunn. You can catch them at various venues around Hong Kong, but today you can catch them on the works. And with us in the studio tonight are Hong Kong-based indie pop group Kestrels and Kites. Hi guys, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, perhaps you can start by telling us your names and what you play in the band. I'm Tiffany and I play bass and I sing. I'm Luke and I play guitar and sing backups. I'm Freddie, I play drums and I sing backups as well. Very nice. Um, how did you guys get together as Kestrel and Kites? I know you guys are uh, busy in your respective bands, Hungry Ghosts, Shotgun Politics. How did this group get together? Um, I wanted to elaborate more on my songwriting skills. So um, I recruited Crazy Sweet Freddie here and Soulful Luke. Um, we got <laughs> together around 2010. Nice. Well, uh, with me right here, uh, right now, is the second release that you guys recorded. Can you tell me about this actual album? Sure. So my f our first EP was more folky, um, acoustic-y, and I wanted to do something a little bit more pop-punky, which inspired um, this EP. Uh, and actually, my dear friend Ben was the one who said, you know, why don't you try writing some pop-punky songs? And I said, yeah. And that's why it's titled uh, For Ben. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you guys have a CD release party coming up to, to launch this album then? Yeah, we do. Um, the CD release party is going to be at Backstage on the 18th of May, actually. Uh, you can find out about the, the gig at uh, www.kestrelsandkites.com or Facebook slash kestrelsandkites. Do you guys have any future plans coming up uh, in the near future for the band? We're going to play more. I mean, now we kind of have, we play all the songs acoustically before, we've done them electrically, so to say, for the record. And we're looking forward to kind of incorporating both of those sounds as we play out. Cool. So let's, let's hear a song tonight. What song would you like to play for us then? Uh, we're going to play Autumn Day for you today. Cool. Looking forward to it.